Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Hay, Pasuk Yud Tes, Bahayar Kisomru Tachas Me'asa Hashem. So we saw yesterday, again, a devastating, lacerating, gloomy prophecy of the destruction of B'nai Yisrael with very little hope or very little consolation. And so we ended yesterday, <clears throat> let me just go back to the Pasuk, two sentences before your test. Pasuk Yezayin, it sets the stage. They will consume your wheat, your bread. They will kill your sons and daughters. They will eat your flock. They will kill your, um, all your sheep or your cattle. They will consume your grapevines, your date trees. They will destroy and level your fortified cities. They will destroy with the sword. They will kill everything, everything you have, everything you own, children, cattle, livestock, vegetation. So it leaves very little wiggle room here for hope, for consolation. So we pick it up with your test. And it says, referring back to this prophecy of destruction, And if you're going to ask, well, why is the Kaddish Baruch Hu doing this to all of us? As Kolele, and you, your Miyahu, the Kaddish Baruch Hu's instructing in Miyahu, you will say to them, just like you have abandoned me, and you have worshipped foreign gods on your soil. The foreign gods that came that you worship them came to Abdu Zorim Be'eretz Lolochem. So you will worship foreign kingdoms in land that is not theirs. And it is a perfect midah connected midah. And when the word tachas, the word also indicates a mida situation. And again, because you worship foreign gods on your home soil, you will worship their gods on their home soil. That's the reason for the punishment. Hagidu Zos Yaakov, go. Prophesy this in, in the land of Yaakov, that would be the ten tribes. The Hashmiyum Yehuda, Lamar, and let them hear it in Yehuda. As follows Shimuna. Listen to this, Am Soho, a foolish nation, the aim laid without a heart. A Nayim Lohem below Yiru, we've seen this in Hallel, they have eyes, but they see nothing. They have ears, but they hear nothing. So what does that mean? The Malbin is saying that what they've done here, what the Pasuk is saying, is they have ignored every method to which an individual can become aware of God, of nature. For example, without a heart, below lame. In other words, they fail to use their intellect to make conclusions. In other words, as we're going to see, there are things obviously before them. Any sane, rational, observing person can say, aha, 
this means this, or this is what they're trying to say. They have eyes, but they never stop to absorb the proofs. What they see with their eyes of the mystery of God's ruling of the world, his magnificent control of nature. Moreover, they have ears, they didn't listen. They didn't listen to the traditions of their forefathers, the Torah, the moral law. They just had all the senses, but they failed to pick up the signals because they chose not to do it. So they failed to either see the wondrous miracles of God's control of nature. They failed to see what God does in terms of day-to-day existence. They failed to see what their own tradition taught them from generation to generation. And now the Navi is going to give us examples of this. Pasachafes. You don't see the signs, no, Hashem. You don't see what's in front of you. You don't see that Hashem miraculously controls the entire nature of the universe. And instead, um, Hashem, that you don't see, you don't stand in awe of worship. And here is a prime example. That what I've done is created oceans. I've confined the oceans. The oceans are confined by sand. They beat with waves against the sand day after day after day, but they cannot really make a dent. They are confined to where they are. Do you think that's accidental? You think that's without design? Of course not. Uh, moreover, we have I've confined the ocean in its ocean bed, in its riverbed. Why would it overflow below Yavirenu? It doesn't. And it tries, it continues to do this every day, pummeling the land, and yet it doesn't make a dent. It hasn't made a dent in centuries. Don't you see the wonderment of nature in this? Do you think it's done accidentally or happenstance? Of course not. It is the Kaddish Baruch Continues on Chavdalet. Below Imru Bilvavam, and they don't say in their heart, Niranus Hashem Elokeinu, even the day-to-day miracles of nature, they don't stop to say in their hearts, look at what God has wrought. It is the same Kaddish Baruch no same Geshem. It gives us rain, Yoreb, a stronger kind of rain, Umalkosh, that gives us the growth, the vegetation, the cycle of producing our food, Be'ito, in its time. Shivas chukos kotsi yishomelach, and the schuachok of the, well, it could mean the seven weeks between Pesach and Shavuos, the growth of the planting of the fruit, the Omer, um, Rashi says as well, uh, that there are rules, rules of, of nature, giving man what he needs exactly when he needs it, preventing the sun from being too hot, the wind from being too strong, and yet you don't even marvel at this. You don't ask. You don't tremble before the awe of what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is doing. Continues the Navi, 
Pasuk Chavhei, Avonosechem Hitu Eila, what's happened is that your sins, your very sins, have overturned the natural order. Because of this, you're punished. The natural order that Kodesh Baruch Hu is now determined by your sinfulness. And the sins have taken away the good from you. Why? There are evil people in your land. They are lying in ambush. They are waiting for you. And what they do, these they entrap people, they kill people, they lead people astray, and that is where you are going astray. Like a um, cage filled with birds, so to your houses, they're filled with deceit. Alkain Godlu Vayashiru, an interesting connection. And because you have had this life filled with deceit, filled with cheating ethically and in business, yes, you have, and even partly through the Kaddish Baruch's largesse, you have absorbed great wealth. Godlu Vayashiru. In other words, the Kaddish Baruch's we've seen before equates sometimes the amassing of great wealth with just a falling off of moral, religious character. And that it's like we said that sentence in the Torah, Vayishman, Yeshurun, Vayivat, as God enriched the people of Yeshurun of Israel, they rebelled. They rebelled because they come to conceit that I've done this, Kolchi, Vyadi, I made all this, and forgetting the Kodesh Baruch So there is a connect between vast, easily gotten wealth and the corruption of the soul and the religious spirit. Right, didn't the Puritans say, idle hands do the devil's work? That's not bad, yes. Yeah, idle, and you're right, if you didn't do it to earn it. Yeah. And it, it comes easy to you. And again, you prioritize that above everything else. It's more important to amass the money than to sit and learn Torah. So, shimnu asoso gamavru divrei radin. More than that, more than just the amassing of vast wealth without responsibility, specifically without responsibility to the poor, the orphan, the widow, those seeking justice. There's a corruptive nature that's eroding at your complete soul. You don't bother judging the orphan. We know the orphan occupies a very special place in Jewish jurisprudence and jurors concerned. And the poor, you don't, you can't be bothered with justice for the poor. And when you do, it is a totally corrupted justice, which goes to the highest bidder. For these, I cannot forgive. I cannot abide, no Hashem, says the Kaddish Baruch in Begoya Asher Kozeh, Losin, I came, Nafshi, that's a question. With a nation like this, I am not going to take vengeance on my soul? Of course I am. Shama V'shiu Reha Nisabar, there's going to be desolation, there's going to be destruction in your land. Moreover, includes the Navi, 
with a very cryptic ending. Hanavian, Nabu Bashekir, your prophets are false. We've said this and we'll say it again, and we're going to see it in much greater uh, intensity. The Nevi'e Sheker that roamed the land in those days were a very powerful element, simply because they delivered a message at a price that people wanted to hear. Similarly, Hakohanim, Hakohanim Yerduayudehim, they went down, they sold everything. Everything was for sale. The Amir Havu and Israel loved it. Of course they loved it. They loved it because it fed into their corruptive natures. And now the final phrase, Umatasu Lachrisa. And what are you going to do when the day of reckoning finally comes? What is your strategy then? We will find out in Yitzhashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. I'm not.